We're glad you've joined us on Songs of Praise, an hour of musical reflection to encourage your heart.
On a hill far away Stood an old rugged cross The emblem of suffering and shame And I love that old cross For the dearest and best For a world of lost sinners was slain So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a Oh, that old rugged cross So despised by the world Has a wondrous attraction for me For the dear Lamb of God Left His glory above To bear it to dark Calvary So I'll cherish the Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown To the old rugged cross I will ever be true Its shame and reproach gladly bear Then he'll call me someday To my home far away Where his glory forever I'll share So I'll cherish the old rugged Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a
We hope you're enjoying Songs of Praise. Here's some more inspirational music.
Songs of Praise continues with more inspirational music. Why so downcast, oh my soul? Why so downcast, oh my soul? Why so downcast, oh my soul? Put your hope in God. Why so downcast, oh my soul? Put your hope in God. Put your hope in God. Put your hope in God. Oh, why so downcast, oh my soul? Put your hope in God. And bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul. Oh, why so downcast, oh my soul? Put your hope in God. Put your hope in God. Put your hope in God. Tell me why so downcast, oh my soul? Put your hope in God.
shall live on high, far above the sky, in that home prepared for the truth. O'er its hills we'll roam, shouting home, sweet home, just as long as eternity rolls. Just as long. Just as long. Just as long. Just as long as eternity shall roll, shall roll. Just as long as eternity rolls. By His grace divine. Heaven will be mine just as long as eternity rolls. Many mansions there, room enough to spare in that home prepared for the Jesus makes it plain. He will come again. He will come for me and for you. Just as long, just as long, just as long, just as long as eternity shall roll, shall roll, just as long as eternity rolls by his grace divine heaven will be mine just as long as eternity rolls just as long just as Just as long as eternity rolls by His grace divine, heaven will be mine. Just as long as eternity rolls, just as long as eternity and His glory, of Jesus and His love. I love to tell the story, because I know it is true. It satisfies my longings, as nothing else can do. I love to tell the story, will be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and His love. I love to tell the story, tis pleasant to repeat what scenes each time I tell it, more what 
sweet. I love to tell the story for some that never heard the message of salvation from God's own holy word. I love to tell the story. Will be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story for those who know it best. Seem hungering and thirsting to hear in like the tell the story will be my theme in glory to tell the old old story of Jesus and his love you're listening to songs of praise It's our desire to encourage and uplift your thoughts to our loving Creator God. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention. I want to introduce to you in this corner of the good and the right. There stands a champion robed in white His height exceeds the heavens His weight outweighs the world His reach reaches everywhere His age is evermore He is higher than the highest Greater than the great No Take his crown away He's more mighty than the mightiest And he reigns from above He's the all-time undisputed Undefeated champion of love He left his hometown enter this arena to raise his hands in victory for you and me but an angry crowd they crucified this king who wore their crown and they gladly watched the champion going down oh but i will never count him out for i'm a witness of title champion of love he is higher than the highest 
greater than the great. No one will ever take his crown away. He's more mighty than the mightiest, and he reigns from above. He is higher than the highest, greater than the great. No one will ever take his crown away. He's more mighty than the Two. 
righteousness. All the glory give to Jesus' name, and He's alone. I will give my heart unto the Lord. I will give my hopes for God to fill all that I desire. All my dreams shall be. So worthy of this rest, I will wait through His own righteousness. All the glory gives to Jesus' name, and He's alone. How great. 
small I am, how awesome is your mighty hand, and I am captured by the wonder of it all. And I will offer all my praise with all my heart for all my days. How great you are. Join us again next time on Songs of Praise, brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio, to enjoy more uplifting music. 
Welcome to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health. It covers all aspects of living that contributes to good health like cheerfulness, fresh air, exercise, diet, and positive relationships with other people, to name a few. Crucial also is a personal relationship with our Creator, who gave us life and everything we need for health and happiness. In this book, Alan White deals with sickness of the soul and the healing balm to be found by trusting God in all things. Written in simple, beautiful language, ministry healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness, a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Ricards. Hello, this is Rosalie and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Alan White. Continuing chapter 16, Prayer for the Sick. God would have healed Hezekiah instantly, but special directions were given. Let them take a lump of figs and lay it for a plaster, a poultice upon the boil, and he shall recover. Isaiah chapter 38 verse 21. On one occasion Christ anointed the eyes of a blind man, with clay and bade him go wash in the pool of Siloam. He went his way and washed and came seeing. John 9 verse 7 The cure could be wrought only by the power of the great healer, yet Christ made use of the simple agencies of nature. While he did not give countenance to drug medication, he sanctioned the use of simple and natural remedies. When we have prayed for the recovery of the sick, whatever the outcome of the case, let us not lose faith in God. If we are called upon to meet bereavement, let us accept the bitter cup, remembering that a father's hand holds it to our lips. But should health be restored, it should not be forgotten that the recipient of healing mercy is placed under renewed obligation to the Creator. When the ten lepers were cleansed and only one returned to find Jesus and give him glory, let none of us be like the unthinking nine whose hearts were untouched by the mercy of God. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. James chapter 1 verse 17 End of chapter 16 Chapter 17 The Use of Remedies Disease never comes without a cause. The way is prepared and disease invited. By disregard of the laws of health, Many suffer in consequence of the transgression of their parents. While they are not responsible for what their parents have done, it is nevertheless their duty to ascertain what are and what are not violations of the laws of health. They should avoid the wrong habits of their parents and by correct living place themselves in better conditions. The greater number, however, suffer because of their own wrong course of action. They disregard the principles of health by their habits of eating, drinking, dressing and working. Their transgression of nature's laws produces the sure result 
and when sickness comes upon them, many do not credit their suffering to the true cause, but murmur against God because of their afflictions. But God is not responsible for the suffering that follows disregard of natural law. God has endowed us with a certain amount of vital force. He has also formed us with organs suited to maintain the various functions of life, and he designs that these organs shall work together in harmony. If we carefully preserve the life force and keep the delicate mechanism of the body in order, the result is health. But if the vital force is too rapidly exhausted, the nervous system borrows power for present use from its resources of strength, and when one organ is injured, all are affected. Nature bears much abuse without apparent resistance. She then arouses and makes a determined effort to remove the effects of the ill-treatment she has suffered. Her effort to correct these conditions is often manifest in fever and various other forms of sickness. Subheading Rational Remedies When the abuse of health is carried, so far that sickness results, the sufferer can often do for himself what no one else can do for him. The first thing to do is to ascertain the true character of the sickness and then go to work intelligently to remove the cause. If the harmonious working of the system has become unbalanced by overwork, overeating or other irregularities, do not endeavour to adjust the difficulties by adding a burden of poisonous medicines. Intemperate eating is often the cause of sickness and what nature most needs is to be relieved of the undue burden that has been placed upon her. In many cases of sickness, the very best remedy is for the patient to fast for a meal or two, that the overworked organs of digestion may have an opportunity to rest. A fruit diet for a few days has often brought great relief to brain workers. Many times a short period of entire abstinence from food, followed by simple, moderate eating, has led to recovery through nature's own recuperative effort. An abstemious diet for a month or two would convince many sufferers that the path of self-denial is the path to health. Subheading, rest as a remedy. Some make themselves sick by overwork. For these, rest, freedom from care, and a sparse diet are essential to restoration of health. To those who are brain-weary and nervous because of continual labour and close confinement, a visit to the country where they can live simple, carefree life, coming in close contact with the things of nature will be most helpful. Roaming through the fields and the woods, picking the flowers, listening to the songs of the birds will do far more than any other agency towards their recovery. In health and in sickness, pure water is one of heaven's choicest blessings. Its proper use promotes health. It is the beverage which God provided to quench the thirst of animals and man. Drunk freely, 
it helps to supply the necessities of the system and assists nature to resist disease. The external application of water is one of the easiest and most satisfactory ways of regulating the circulation of the blood. A cold or cool bath is an excellent tonic. Warm baths open the pores and thus aid in the elimination of impurities. Both warm and neutral baths soothe the nerves and equalize the circulation. But many have never learned by experience the beneficial effects of the proper use of water, and they are afraid of it. Water treatments are not appreciated as they should be, and to apply them skillfully requires work that many are unwilling to perform. But no one should feel excused for ignorance or indifference on this subject. There are many ways in which water can be applied to relieve pain and check disease. All should become intelligent in its use in simple home treatments. Mothers especially should know how to care for their families in both health and sickness. Action is a law of being. Every organ of the body has its appointed work upon the performance of which its development and strength depend. The normal action of all the organs gives strength and vigour, while the tendency of disuse is toward decay and death. Bind up an arm even for a few weeks, then free it from its bands, and you will see that it is weaker than the one you have been using moderately during the same time. Inactivity produces the same effect upon the whole muscular system. To be continued. Join us again next time when Rosalie Rickards continues reading from the book The Ministry of Healing, here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio. hope you enjoy the short presentation of how God led His people after the Reformation from lineagejourney.com. In the early days of our church, young people had been at the very forefront of the work and the average age of our pioneers was well below 35. Conference and even general conference presidents were in their 20s or 30s. It was a young church moving forward. Ellen White received her first vision at the age of 17. Jay Andrews wrote his masterpiece, The History of the Sabbath, at the age of 29. John Harvey Kellogg was appointed director of the church's sanitarium at the age of 24. Vibrant, energetic, and open to change, the church was moving forward. But as the church expanded and grew, and as the average age increased, the need arose for a particular emphasis in ministry to young people. In 1879 in Hazleton, Michigan, two teenagers, Luther Warren and Henry Fenner, were walking down a dusty road and they were talking about the need for missionary work to be done by young people. 
here in the middle of nowhere, in the countryside, away from the cities, they knelt down on the dusty road and prayed that God would bless their plans, a prayer that would be answered over and over. The first missionary society started in Luther Warren's home and had three aims. Firstly, to plan missionary work. Secondly, to raise money for literature. And thirdly, to promote the cause of temperance. Twelve years later in Antigua, Wisconsin, another significant event took place. Mead McGuire made a proposal to the church that the Youth Society be allowed to use the building for its activities. This was discussed at the church board and there was some opposition, but one of the older members, Brother Connor, stood up and voiced his support. Sometimes the young people need the support of those older in order for their plans and activities to come to pass. If God has placed you in such a role, then may you be a support rather than a hindrance. In 1905, the Manual for Youth Work was published, and in 1907, in Gland, Switzerland, at the first general conference session outside of North America, the church voted to form a new department that was called the Seventh-day Adventist Young People Society of Missionary Volunteers. M. E. Kern was asked to serve as the first director. And one of the new initiatives that was launched the next year was the Morning Watch a daily devotional study guide. The society was mission focused and the youth Sabbath schools raised the money for the SS Pitcairn, a missionary boat that sailed to the South Pacific. Although it only sails for 10 years, it captured the imagination of young people around the world. Over the next few years and decades, societies would be formed in Korea, the Philippines, South America, Central America, Hungary, and China. The Youth Missionary Society would also be launched, which would be the precursor to the Pathfinder Department that we know today. The name of the department would change in 1972 to the Youth Department of Missionary Volunteers and then changed again in 1979 to the Adventist Youth Department and changed again in 2005 to Adventist Youth Ministries. The journey from that dirt road over 125 years ago has been a story of innovation and inspiration where we now have over 10 million young people in almost every country around the world. As a church, we must remember that our early identity was embedded in young people and putting young people at the center of the church will be key to fulfilling the gospel commission and finishing the work. Ellen White wrote many years ago, with such an army of workers as our youth, rightly trained, might furnish, how soon the message of a crucified, risen, and soon to come savior will be taken to the whole world. If you are older, then support the young people in your church. If you are a younger member, then don't let anyone despise your youth and rise to the challenge serving God wherever you might be.
view more episodes in this series, visit lineagejourney.com.